Well, my pleasure. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, Strong Powerful Andy Chan. Andy, are you ready to do this? Let's go. Let's go. Andy is the co-author of Dynamic Balance. He is the founder of Faithful Fitness. He is a movement-based strength and conditioning coach, helping people lead help, happy and healthy lives. Andy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, hello, everyone. My name is Andy. I uh, am a personal trainer. I'm a corporate health consultant. I've been doing uh, many of those. The reason why I do what I do is because growing up, I'm fascinated by this talk, uh, by this idea of making an impact on the world. And what I found is is that every single day, I'm literally helping those around me, helping people move better, thereby living a healthier life, thereby staying away from pain. And and so to me, that is super fulfilling and satisfying. And that is ultimately the why behind what I do. Yeah, life is uh, challenging just normally, but when you're dealing with chronic pain all the time, it makes it way worse. So, so I I I appreciate that. How did you uh how how did you get started? Walk us through sort of your 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 progression to where you are now. Yeah, so my undergraduate degree was actually in accounting, um, and and it's on to my master's that I, I did um, human movement science. So after I got back from the U.S., so I was in the U.S. for 10 years, uh, including university. And I came back to Hong Kong. And of all things, I wanted to become a professional soccer player. And back then, I was actually, thankfully, I was given the chance to go on a trial with a local professional team. Uh, but once I got there, at the time, I was doing more bodybuilding type style uh, type style workouts. So I was, build, I was focusing on... I, isolated muscle parts. So I'll be a bit bulky. And then, you know, I remember being in training one day we were doing these agility drills on the ladder. So for those who don't know, you know, you set up cones on the floor and you do all these flashy, fancy moves to work on your coordination and rhythm. So, you know, we were going about the drills and the fitness coach pulled me aside and he was like, you know, Andy, when other people would do this drill, they kind of just move around smoothly. But when you do it, you have, you have your arms out to the side and instead of just turning in a rapid fashion, you kind of do like a robot and you do 180 degree rotation before changing directions. And in other words, why are you so stiff? <laughs> and, and I had a bit of an epiphany because I realized what I was doing inside the gym did not help my performance outside the gym. And, and so sub- subsequently, that's how I got started uh, to become a personal trainer. And then I went back to school because I realized I needed to be more academically equipped in order for me to actually have a legitimate career in the fitness industry. Nice. So fascinating, right? You're, you're, you're spending the time to, to build muscle and at the same time, you're interested in and are pursuing professional uh, uh, sports as as um, as a soccer player, and there's also this other element of actual flexibility and 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 and, and functional movement. Fitness is a lot. Being 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 healthy is a lot. Oh, you absolutely spot on. I mean, these days when when we do a workshop, I mean, I I kind of tell them that it's kind of a mixture of your diet. Uh, the way you move and of course the wellness aspect right we now all you have to do is go online and then you realize that a lot of the emphasis is on wellness and the way we manage a lifestyle because turns out that one hour you spend inside the gym is only one hour of your 24-hour day right so there's so much more to gym than just gym yeah it's i've never thought about it like that 
It's like, I'm a healthy person. Well, are you, how much time are you really spending? Well, I'm in the gym for, you know, 45 minutes a day. Okay. Well, what about the other 23 hours and 15 minutes? Let's, let's, let's talk about that too. Exactly. And then once you, but the problem is right from this wellness perspective, if you're talking about it, how much are you talking about it? Because if you're overstressing it, it's, it's also a bit too much, right? So I, I think it's kind of the sweet spot. I call it the dynamic balance point that we kind of look for. Um, because what you'll find is that you need to have a good balance in your diet. You, know, you need to have a good balance in the way you move, in the hours that you put into the gym. And you need to have a good balance in the way you manage you know, your emotions and, and your mental health. So everything that's, when you add everything together, that's a lot of things to juggle. And, and so the, the important part, the important point that we have to make is, is that we, we do not want to kind of overcomplicate things, but at the same time, they're complicated. So. Right. That's, that's the trick. I refer to that in the financial world as planning tolerance, as I can easily overwhelm somebody by talking about, you know, investing in the stock market and this, that, the other thing, or I can give somebody not nearly enough information. And both of those are, are, are ineffective because there's not going to be any action taken. Yeah. And, and, and also I, I, I'm a firm believer in principles because I think general principles can go a long way. You know, I think sometimes the problem with the fitness industry, I'm sure in the finance world is that people give specific advice without accounting or considering what the person you're talking to actually needs. And, and you cannot just say that this is a good financial plan or in the same way, say that this is a good diet for everybody. Because, you know, the matter of fact is everybody's dealing with different things depending on the life stage that they're in and the, the, the occupation that they, they're doing. Right. Do you want option A, B, or C? Like, no, that's, that, that's, that's, that's not going to work. We need to be able to tailor a exactly. solution. So when you are in, in working with corporations, I think that that makes a lot of sense to me because we get so many of our benefits from the places we work. So bringing some kind of a wellness benefit to employees so that they have access to it probably really increases the odds that they're going to take advantage of it versus me as an individual going and seeking out all this stuff on my own. Yep. And, and that is absolutely true. And, and also, it also goes back to my why, right? Because if my, if my why is to help people move better, then if I'm always just working with those who are at the gym, more likely than not, they, they would have somewhat of an experience inside the gym and at least they would like to be there. Whereas sometimes if we do these bigger talks at a corporation, then you get someone with absolutely zero knowledge and, and they want to move, but they're intimidated by the gym. And, and so what can we do or what can I do to get them started easily? Or what, what, what can we do just to kind of get the ball rolling? Uh, and then, and in that way, it is, it is very fulfilling because the hardest part in anything is to get started. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. That's interesting, right? The folks who are already at the gym and, and working hard are probably already converted. We don't need to necessarily preach to them the same way that uh, just regular folks who are, have no exposure are intimidated, because I'm sure that that's a lot of people. Sometimes I walk into a gym and I feel mildly intimidated. I've been walking to gyms for you know a really long time. Um, so how do you I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's an art form for how you sort of kick off a meeting and, and help people to feel comfortable asking questions and paying attention and just, just being there and being involved. 
Yeah, well, I actually I spent a decent amount of time just reading up on listening uh, because, you know, contrary to what people think, obviously I'm not on a podcast as a personal trainer. People think that my job is is to talk, but actually I I. I train trainers as well, and I tell them our job really is to listen. And the problem is American culture, you know, I was there for 10 years. It taught me how to talk, how to be a good presenter. You know, we talk with charisma. We talk with, I don't know, open posture. But I haven't been to a single course where it, it taught me how to listen. And so, you know, I, I still remember this book I read. It's called You're Not Listening by Kate Murphy. And Essentially, whenever we go into go into a conversation, we have to go in with the idea of "tell me more." So, if I'm talking to a new client, if they just say anything about you know their lifestyle or their life choices that they have made today, instead of asking why, which kind of leads them to be defensive, why do I have to explain myself to you? I ask them, you know, tell me more about this choice that you made. Why? Why? Uh, you can tell me, you know, if they say that if that slacks, you know what makes the snacks so tasty and 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 so if you if you kind of go at the questions that way then they're going to feel like you're not really judging them and then the next thing you know they'll tell you everything and that's the first the second thing is don't put the emphasis on yourself right a lot of times when some people share with us what happened throughout the day or what happened in their life the you might be tempted to relate by saying oh that happened to me too but when you do that you've put the emphasis on yourself because then the person might be, oh, you know, I had a cat and I love the cat, for example. I mean, but then you said, oh yeah, I, I'm a cat person too. Then the conversation just ends there because you know the person was sharing about herself or himself. And and so these are really the two advice that I give people in order to make them feel comfortable, right? Number one is you you need to be genuinely interested and just tell the client to tell you more. And second, if they when they do tell you more, you keep the emphasis and the focus and the spotlight on the person you're talking to, not on yourself. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And that is something that we all need to to practice. It is a skill like any other. And that magic phrase, tell me more, is a, is a super powerful one. So so I, I, I appreciate that. Assuming you have a short amount of time to be interacting with um, with the folks who are at the companies you're working with and potential clients, how do you, is, is there a way to maximize your time? I guess it depends, but in those three areas about diet movement and then the psychological and emotional component, how do you, how do you get people started? Yeah. I, I first get them started by, kind of what we did in the beginning when I tell them that gym is only one hour up to 24 hours. And yes, I'm here mainly as a fitness coach, as a fitness instructor, but I want you guys to be aware that it's what's it's those other 23 hours that kind of sets up our lifestyle and determine who we are because we are what we eat. And, and I'll usually throw that face in there some, some um, throughout the, throughout, throughout the workshop. And then I would usually do a lot of movement um, because no one wants to sit there in a workshop just to hear me talk about diet and emotions, but rather I'll probably do a lot of moving first cuts because that's the bread and butter of what I do from the movement outside to actually mental health. Reason I do that is because you'll find a lot of office workers and other people, a lot of people deal with a lot of stiffness, right? I have lower back stiffness, 
feel like I have a stiff neck, I have a stiff yada, yada, yada. And a lot of times that is linked to our emotions because if you think about it, humans, whenever there's a perceived threat or whenever there's an actual threat, we have to tense up in order to fight or flight or in order to run away or to fight the perceived threat, hence the fight or flight response. And so as part of the response, we tense up. And in this way, we can see that, well, turns out our, our body, the stiffness is a response of my nervous system. And so if I'm stressed all the time, I'm going to be stiff. So we have to first make the connection that you might be stretching every single day, but if you don't relax when you're stretching, if you don't find ways to calm down, then all the stretching you do is useless. And so in, in that way, we establish that there's a connection between kind of our physical well-being and our mental health. And then we go into the diet because well, if you think about stress, whenever we're upset, we'll feel butterflies in our stomach. And we, we all have been there, you know, blow the stomach, whatever we eat, just does, it doesn't digest well because in the fight or flight response, but resources in the body is utilized by our muscles. And so digestive system is temporarily shut off. And this explains why we have butterflies in the stomach. So what I will also make a point there is your diet can be amazing. And I mean, these days people, some people have amazing diets yet they still don't achieve good health. And that's because they get too caught up. Remember the beginning of the conversation, we said, trying to find dynamic balance where I don't want to stress myself out too much because those who stress themselves out too much over the diet also won't have good digestion. And, and so here's where our, our diet and emotions are linked. And, and lastly, because our muscles are mainly consist of fluid. And so if we have a diet that dehydrates us, that also is counterintuitive to good health. And, and so, you know, in simple ways that took three minutes and it was quite concise, at least hopefully uh, to all listeners out there, they, they can feel and they can start to see that, oh, okay, there's actually more connection than we thought because in the U.S., we're taught to go to different experts for different things, right? Uh, but we don't really, we're not, we aren't taught to see the big picture and the big picture is everything is connected. Hopefully this makes sense. Yeah, no, it does totally. And, and I, I a hundred percent agree. It is, it is a very, uh, a very American thing to want to segment everything and really understand how this thing works. And then I'll go on to the other thing over there when in fact, uh, they're all interconnected and how I, what I put in my mouth is going to have an impact on how I feel, you know, emotionally, physically, and how I am able to perform and everything else. So, and if I'm clenching my fists and grinding my teeth while I'm stretching, that's, that's probably not going to work. Hey, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time. It's really good. I'm going to use that next time. So that makes a ton of sense in, I'm a huge fan of how small bites, you know, small amounts will add up to huge amounts, even though we have a hard time keeping that in perspective. And just for me personally, that's what I try to do. If I don't have an hour to go work out, I'm still going to try and exercise every day and just get some movement because I know that that's better than nothing. Well, it's the compound effect, right? It's like in financial planning where you have to save up because the with every month, you know, you think of a snowball, right? It just rose up without you knowing it. And in 10 years time, we be better than everyone else. And, and it's the same with exercise and diet and, and everything we do just a little bit every day could go a long way in the long run. And, and so, you know, if we kind of circle back to how we get started, another, another important point that I, I try to make is that 
my workshops is all about everyday practical advice. And I'm sure it's the same with you, George. You know, we, we want our practical advice to leave. And, and for me, the one thing that everyone should start doing is just working on their breathing whenever there are gaps in the day, right? Because, you know, we all live a busy lifestyle nowadays, especially with Instagram, social media, there, there's, there's always a stimulus. So if we can just find gaps throughout the day to downregulate and to take some deep breaths, then at least we can kind of calm down the mind. And as we just illustrated, when we calm down the mind, it could lead to a lot of better effects. And, and so that's another way where we, we get people to get started first. And that's just such a small thing. And as you said, you know, a small practice every day can accumulate and can amass to something extraordinary in the long run. I think that if you were to tell me that 10 years ago, I just would have blown it off. I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, breathing. But I now appreciate the immense power of it. And it's such a small thing. So if you're listening and you're like, ah, eh, whatever, just take a little bit of time right now and breathe in and breathe out and just do that for, for, for a minute or two. And you will, you will feel a huge difference. So it's a small thing, but like we're talking about just a massive difference. You're absolutely right, George. I love it. Well, Andy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yep. So the, the interconnectedness between diet, emotions, and movement, I, I explore and expand on this topic in my book, Dynamic Balance. So Dynamic Balance can be found everywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Hudson, etc. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Instagram at Andy. So my Chinese name, T-S-Z-C-H-I-U-Andy. And I also have a website, teachyou.com. Again, T-S-Z-C-H-I-U.com. So if you want to know more about my work, if you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to just kind of message me, I'd love to hear from you, your feedback, um, suggestion, or anything. So just find me on those places. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Andy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Dynamic Balance wherever you buy your books. It's Dynamic Balance. Find Andy on Instagram under Tchu Andy. It's T S Z C H I U A N D Y. And then find the website at Tchu.com, T S Z C H I U.com. Thanks again, Andy. Thank you, George. And until next time, remember do your part by doing your best. <laughs>